listeners, and welcome to The Sound Barrier. That's right, Northeast State's official podcast. My name's Tom Wilson. I'm with the uh, Office of Community Relations and Marketing here at Northeast State. And today we're pleased to welcome our friend Julie Murray from our Office of Career and Workforce Development to be our guest here on The Sound Barrier. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, students, careers, and uh, workforce in general. Julie, welcome. Hi, Tom. Um, thank you for having me here on The Sound Barrier today. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't we start off? Could you tell us a bit about uh, a bit about yourself and how you came to Northeast State? Sure. Um, I actually got my start here at Northeast State um, back in the '90s, um, but I did spend the earlier years of my career in healthcare admin around 17 years. Um, but I had the opportunity to pivot toward higher education in 2012, which I did, and I've been a part of the Career Services Office here for over five years now. Um, But I love being here at Northeast State. Um, I was born and raised in Johnson City, um, so I've seen firsthand how Northeast State has made uh, a real positive impact on the people of our community over the years. Um, so it's great to be here, and it's it's really great to be a part of that. And now clearly we're in a, a chaotic time in, in the nation's history and in, in world history, given uh, the upheaval and, and people losing their jobs, the unemployment rate, how we've had to adjust everything in social distancing. What's some of the most requested services that career services have, have received from students and clients in general in the last few months? So we've seen a real uptick in requests for our services since about March uh, during those pandemic months. Um, Specifically, uh, we've seen about a 39% increase in requests for career services over last year's spring and summer months. So uh, we were pleased to see that level of participation, but we get requests ranging from job search assistance, resume help, interview prep, guidance for co-ops, uh, career exploration questions, and assistance with choosing a major. And probably since about July, we've seen a real increase in requests for help with choosing a major since students have been getting ready for the start of the fall semester. And on the other side, what are employers looking for now and potential employees in kind of the the wake of um, social distancing, the COVID-19, what what are employers looking for now, uh, Mm -hmm. specifically in terms of job skills and uh, kind of, um, I guess, guess skill sets they need from from employees now? Um, So, of course, we continue to see (laughs) that employers are looking for um, credentials and licensures related to healthcare or technical skills related to Uh, manufacturing or data analytics related to IT. But we're also seeing that employers right now are looking for some really specific qualities and applicants. Um, They're looking for, number one, adaptability. Um, As you know, workplace conditions, they're changing rapidly, and employers really need workers who are flexible um, and who can adapt to changes, especially when employers, you know, they don't know what the future looks like. Um, Secondly, employers are looking for candidates with emotional intelligence. Um, In today's climate, employers really need workers who relate well with people who are empathetic and can get along really well with others, whether that's coworkers or customers. And then lastly, employers are looking for candidates with digital skills. Employers really need employees 
who can perform remote work successfully, uh, productively, and in a secure way. Um, so those are a few of the qualities that we're seeing employers are looking for in applicants right now. We're also uh, clearly in the age of Zoom and video teleconferencing to conduct anything from interviews to second interviews to employee evaluations. Is Zoom and, and, and these kind of uh, technological capabilities, are these almost must-haves now for both um, applicants and employers? Um, absolutely. Uh, video conferencing had already been growing um, at a fast pace even before the pandemic hit. Um, and since the pandemic, uh, we've seen conferencing software grow tremendously. I saw a stat recently that uh, stated that Zoom uh, increased its daily users by like 3,000% during the pandemic. So that's huge. Um, but some companies do require that their essential workers uh, are working in person, but those other companies uh, who are using remote work, they've actually seen an increase in productivity from remote work. Uh, they've also seen efficiency in meetings and uh, reduction in travel costs and reduction in food costs. Um, but most certainly video conferencing has, has definitely helped employers sort of navigate those hiring processes during the pandemic. And I'm sure that we'll continue to see the use of that. Is there a, a we know traditionally in the, the, the standard interview, you go in, suit, tie, your, your, best, uh, your best professional look and whatever. What's the rules for, um, I guess, interview etiquette on Zoom? How are they ch have they changed much or is it still, uh, uh, a lot of those standard rules still apply when doing, doing any kind of interview? Well, actually there are a few new interview rules cropping up because of virtual interviewing. Um, first of all, we recommend that the interview candidate checks out all of their equipment, uh, their webcam, their microphone, speakers, their internet connection. Um, they just want to make sure everything is working properly well in advance to make sure there's no hiccups during the interview. Um, you also want to choose a quiet location without a lot of clutter or distractions in the background. Um, and the webcam really needs to be positioned so that it's either level with your head or just slightly above you. You really don't want the webcam to be low and sort of looking up your nose. Um, we also recommend that candidates turn off apps and phones so that there are no chimes or alarms going off during the interview. And we recommend dressing in your complete outfit from head to toe. Um, you know, more than likely the interview panel will only see the waist up or, or shoulders uh, and up, but you never know if you have to stand up or lean over for some reason, and you want to make sure that you look completely professional. Um, we also recommend that candidates try to look at or near the camera. You don't want to be looking down at your resume or at notes. Uh, you want to be looking toward the camera. And then lastly, it's a good idea to pause briefly after each question before you start giving your answer. It's really easy to interrupt over video conferencing, so it's a good idea just to pause and make sure the interviewer is finished talking before you start talking. Um, but as far as preparing for a job interview, there's a lot of the same um, rules that apply no matter what the interview format is. Um, you really need to prepare and practice um, so what we recommend, first of all, is that you're on time, you're friendly, you're, you're you know, be yourself, but yet be professional um, and be confident. Uh, we recommend that you keep your answers concise and brief. We recommend about one or two minutes per question. Uh, don't ask about salary and benefits or vacation. 
uh, you want to save those questions for when you actually get the job offer. Um, and don't be negative. You don't want to talk about personal problems, family situations, or a bad boss. You want to be positive um, at all times. Uh, another thing we recommend is that you have an introduction prepared before you go into that interview, because typically the first question is going to be, tell us a little bit about yourself. And you need to have about a 60 second introduction, or we call it a marketing pitch, prepared before you go in there. Just some basic info um, as it relates to the job, maybe a tidbit about where you're from and your educational background, or um, a little bit of the skills and experiences that you have as it relates to this job that you're interviewing for. But we recommend that you prepare and practice answers to those typical common interview questions, things like, what's your greatest strength? What's your greatest weakness? Where do you see yourself in five years? Those are um, questions that everyone should expect in an interview, and you need to go ahead and have answers prepared uh, for those. Um, it's a good idea to practice those answers out loud, even in front of a mirror. Um, that's a good way to practice. Um, but as far as interview goes, um, I really recommend that candidates prepare for behavioral-based interview questions. Um, these are the tough questions that employers use to pick up on past behaviors. Employers believe, believe that if they can learn about your past behaviors, then that's a good indicator of how you will behave in the future on their job. So these are the tough questions like, tell me about a time you were part of a team and someone on that team didn't pull their weight. What did you do about it and what was the result? So you really need to answer these types of questions in a storytelling format. We call it the STAR format, the S-T-A-R. Um, tell about an S, a situation you were in, a T, a task that you were faced with, an A, an action that you took, and R, what was the result? So my best advice for an interview, whether it's in person or virtual, is to go in there with some stories situations from your past, whether on the job or in the classroom, that you can talk about. Um, stories about a time when you solved a problem, a time when you helped others on your team, a time you messed up. Um, so half the battle of the interview is in the prep work, and it's remembering your experiences and just having some ideas in your head of things that you're prepared to talk about. Um, but remember that the uh, Career Workforce Development Center, uh, we can give you a practice interview uh, Jennifer Kendrick and I, we would be happy to do that for anybody who's interested in a, a mock interview. We'd be happy to do that. So it's really about building that mindset. I mean, yes, the format has changed, but you still walk into every interview with the same mindset that you would if you're walking yes. into an office. That's true. Mm -hmm. what, what are the maybe one or two biggest fears of people going into interviews? I think biggest fears is just the unknown um, it would be great if we knew all the questions that we were going to be asked. Um, it's also the fear of who am I going to be faced with when I walk into that room? Is it going to be a, a room of six people, three people? Who am I going to face with? And am I going to freeze up? Am I going to have good answers to all the questions? And it just goes back to preparing, um, doing your prep work, um, going in there with um, scenarios and situations and stories that you can talk about. And just finding a way to calm your nerves. I mean, uh, nerves are normal. Um, you know, I tell students that all the time. We, we're not robots. We're flesh and blood, so we're going to get nervous, and that's normal. Um, so just combating that. Um, but practicing, you know, getting a mock interview really helps. Having your family or friends um, give you a mock interview, that really helps too. So practice and prep 
um, that's that's the best tip for calming those fears. How are resumes being um, written and I, I, I guess fleshed out uh, now in, in, as opposed to maybe in, in the past? Do people like more bells and whistles, particularly in the, in the tech-driven kind of society we live in now? Are, are resumes incorporating things like um, photographs, project links, those kind of things with the with applicants? Most companies, especially right here in this region, are going to prefer traditional resumes, but we're, we are seeing some trends for things like video resumes or infographic resumes. Um, but these types of formats um, are really most useful for candidates who are applying to jobs related to like visual and creative design or graphics or acting in theater. Um, possibly even our entertainment technology grads, or for positions where teaching and presentation skills are important. Um, but since the pandemic, we have seen a few companies nationwide start to request a video introduction as part of their application process. Um, and these type of videos should just be like a brief marketing pitch about you and why you are a great fit for the job. And it's not a bad idea to include a video introduction clip as part of your LinkedIn profile. Um, but requests for video resumes and introductions are pretty rare, and uh, a video resume uh, will not replace the traditional resume. Our best tips for resumes is to um, make sure all of your skills are on there um, and make it concise. Um, res employers don't like to see very long resumes. If, if you don't have a lot of experience and can put everything on one page, that's, that's great. Uh, but if you have a lot of experience, it's best to try to keep that resume to two pages. What, what are a couple of the most common mistakes or, or maybe need, areas of improvement people can make on their, on their resumes that would help them immensely? And what, what does career services try to help that happen for people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, again, the, the Career and Workforce Development Center, we're always available to review resumes and give tips on how to develop one. Uh, Jennifer Kendrick and I, we're, we're both certified professional resume writers, so uh, we're happy to, you know, assist anyone with a resume. But one mistake that we see that applicants are, are doing is they don't always place their most important skills near the top of their resume. Um, employers make decisions about candidates within about six seconds of looking at a resume. So your most marketable skills should be right there near the top of the resume in a summary of qualifications or a skills and abilities section. But you really want to draw the employer in and make the employer want to read more about you just within a matter of seconds. So a lot of times we see that applicants sort of hide their best marketable skills near the bottom or end of the resume. So you definitely want to bring those skills to the top of the page. But I would say the biggest mistake and the most common mistake that we see with resumes is that applicants typically do not tailor their resume for each job they apply to. There is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all resume or canned resume. Each time that you apply to a job, you really must tailor your resume for that position. And you can do that by scanning the job posting and pulling out some keywords or key phrases that match you and then place those keywords and phrases into your resume. So a lot of companies nowadays are using scannable software. So when you upload your resume to an online application, the software scans it for the keywords from the job posting. And if there aren't enough keywords from the posting in your resume, 
the software is not going to pull out your resume for the hiring manager to see. So the goal is getting as many keywords from the posting that match you onto your resume. You may have all the skills and the qualifications that are listed in the job posting, but if you don't put that on your resume, the hiring manager is not going to know. So tailoring is that one important step that most people miss uh, when sending in the resume. And then the last thing I would say would be proofreading. Uh, we do see some resumes with some grammatical and spelling errors or some inconsistent formatting issues. So your resume is that one document that you don't want to skimp on proofreading. Um, but again, uh, the Career and Workforce Development Center, we're happy to do resume reviews. What have been like, uh, maybe the biggest challenge there in career services for this, these past few months? What, what has been kind of the, the uh, maybe one of the toughest, uh, I guess one of the toughest challenges that, that just kind of delivering, getting, getting those servants to the, to the clients has been? Well, like everybody else, um, it was a challenge back in March um, to make that transition from in-person services to remote. Um, but remote services have actually been very successful. And uh, we've gotten some really great feedback from students on the use of Zoom, um, so much so that uh, we will keep remote options in our toolkit going forward. Um, another challenge that we were met with in April was the cancellation of our in-person spring career fair. Um, so for this upcoming academic year, uh, we are partnering with other colleges and universities in the area to bring a regional virtual career fair uh, event to our students. So uh, we are excited about that and more information will be coming out about that later. But uh, another thing we did is we piloted our very first virtual employer spotlight over the summer. And that was very successful. We actually had some graduates get interviews out of that virtual session. So we're planning to host more virtual employer spotlights over the fall semester. And these will be, you know, great opportunities for students to network with employers, um, even though it won't be in person. So although we faced um, those challenges this spring, um, it's really enabled us to sort of transform and offer some things in, in ways that we've never done before. Students and, and here at Northeast State that want to get in touch with career services um, and, and learn more, maybe, get, maybe sit in on some, uh, some of the fall workshops I know that are coming up. Uh, what's the best way to get in touch? Students can reach us at careerservices at northeaststate.edu. That's careersvcs at northeaststate.edu. Our office phone is 423-354-5229. And our office is located in the General Studies Building on the Blanco campus. Our office number is C2418. So uh, you can reach us in any one of those ways and we'll be happy to make an appointment. Okay, Julie, are you ready for the three question speed challenge that we give all our guests here on the sound barrier? <laughs> You have not heard these, these questions before, right? This is the first time you're hearing them. Here we yes. go. All right. Question number one, Android or iPhone? iPhone. iPhone. Okay. Yes. Question number two, chocolate or caramel? Oh, I have to go with a combination. I love them together. Combin okay. Combination. Yeah. Always can't go wrong there. <laughs> and question number three, Falcon 9 or Mars Rover? Hmm. I'm going to stick with NASA. I'm going to say the Mars Rover. Mars Rover, traditional. Yeah. 
Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, kind of split on that. Some people like Elon, some people like yeah. NASA, but. Well, yeah. a, collabor- a collaboration would be best, but if I have to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with NASA. Okay. All right. Awesome. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Sound Barrier. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, again, you can check out more career workforce workforce services at northeaststate.edu forward slash graduation and beyond forward slash career services. And as always, we want to thank the folks at Entertainment Technology for their help engineering this episode. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, and uh, northeaststate.edu, northeaststate.edu. That's the website. Click it and check it out. We might be what you're looking for. Until next time, this is The Sound Barrier signing off.